Hello and welcome to the Cars Unfiltered podcast. My name is Tom. Thanks for joining us. Today, it's just me. Usually there's two to three other people here with us, uh, Mike and Adam and Sal, but Mike is busy working away on the Alcan truck, which if you are not familiar with uh, with our project, we're getting ready to go on the uh, Alcan 5000. We're going to be driving a 1935 Ford pickup, which is not done yet. Um from Detroit to Washington State to Alaska, and then back to Detroit. Um, Yeah, we have, uh, this is July 2nd as I'm recording this, and we have to roll out from Detroit on August 15th. And the truck doesn't have, uh, the truck's not street legal yet. So Mike is actually working on putting the fenders on right now, uh, which for these trucks back in the 30s, the headlights and taillights mount to uh, the fenders and the... uh, the the bed or the box of the truck so so yeah he's uh he's cranking away uh honestly it's quite amazing the amount of stuff that he's got done in such a short amount of time uh this this truck was basically just a frame uh when we um started and it's i mean we took a few test drives with it a couple weeks ago and yeah it should be hopefully uh long long distance road ready here in a couple weeks so yeah Big, uh, big and exciting stuff happening there. If you want to see some of our progress, uh, check out the Cars Unfiltered um, YouTube page. You just search Cars Unfiltered on YouTube, or you can check us out on Instagram. There's pictures kind of as the progress of the progress that we've made. And there's also our Facebook and Twitter. So just search Cars Unfiltered on any of those platforms, and you'll get to us. So on that note, I'd like to uh, take a second and thank some of our, our sponsors that are going to be helping us with things, uh, you know, part of, things that are part of our trip out west. Um, we have Detroit Bold Coffee, who is providing coffee for us on the trip, which Mike and I are huge fans of coffee, and we are super excited to have uh, something delicious to drink on the way out there. Uh, we, we do consume a lot of it, and they're hooking us up, so that's awesome. Um, yeah, we also are getting sponsored. We have a uh, kind of a food sponsor, Zix Specialty Meats in Berrien Springs. They are going to hook us up with some delicious jerky and uh, other food snacks. So definitely looking forward to that. Um, we're hoping to, in the next couple weeks here, actually go down there and do some uh, shoot some photos, promo photos with them. Uh, yeah, so we'll see, we'll see what happens. We just got to get this truck, uh, running together and Mike's gonna, Mike's almost there actually. So yeah, let's, uh, kick it off today. I have a few pieces of news, um, a few topics to talk about and yeah, let's start the first one off with, uh, well, I'll put it this way. If you've listened to the podcast, you know that we're kind of anxiously anticipating the Ford Bronco. Uh, we're kind of following all the rumors there. The Bronco may be modeled after the uh, a brand that Ford bought in 2004, um, I think in Brazil or somewhere, uh, South America, called Troller. Um, this Troller vehicle kind of looks like a Jeep or a Toyota FJ combined, um, so it seems like that could fit the uh, the Ford the Bronco platform fairly well. So it's really interesting to see maybe you know maybe that's what this is going to be. But the cool thing is the Bronco. It appears. Even with as limited information as we have, that is going to be, it, it's it's going to be, you know, it's going to stand up to its, uh, you know, its great great grandfather. Um, 
and you know it's it, it's a really good brand. So it's really important to not you know mess those things up if you're a manufacturer of any product, not just automotives. And uh, yeah, so another vehicle in that same genre is the Chevy Blazer. If you're you know if you've if you've seen bla- the older Blazers, I mean I mean I don't mean like you know from the 80s, late 80s, and 90s. I mean the 60s and 70s. Those things are amazing. They're very similar to the Bronco. Um, they kind of started out, I think, a little bit bigger than the Bronco, so they kind of, you know, were set apart in that way. And I love old Blazers. They are just, I mean, beefy, right? Like heavy-duty off-road machines. Um, and you know, Chevy's bringing the Blazer back. And uh, unfortunately, I don't think that they're doing their model brand justice. Uh, if you are part of any of the Facebook automotive groups or uh, looking at automotive subreddits on reddit.com or anything else, there's a lot of memes. There's a lot of memes about the new Blazer. The new Blazer is basically a crossover, um, very much watered down in an off-road sense, um, as far as I understand. And it's, uh, it's, it's to me, it's indistinguishable from you know what's ahead of it in the product line and what's behind it. It's just a different, a medium size T-shirt um, of the same exact shirt and logo. So, yeah, I feel like that's uh, there's there's some pretty funny memes out there. You should definitely go and check them out. Um, basically, you know, referencing the original Blazers and how cool they were and how this is appears to be a kind of a big mistake. So, yeah, I don't know, just kind of interesting. Uh, different takes on how manufacturers handle their brand imaging. So that said, uh, moving on, since the guys are out, uh, I like supercars, and so I have a bunch of supercar stuff. So sorry, everybody, Mike and Sal. Uh, Adam Adam, and I talk about supercars quite a bit. So, um, But yeah, interesting, um, actually amazing piece of technology released my McLaren, the uh, 600 LT. Now, if you follow McLaren at all, it's kind of interesting. They have revamped their entire product line. Uh, Originally, they came out with the MP412C back in around, I think, 2012. Don't quote me on that. Um, And ever since then, they've been in a constant evolution of their brand and of the products, the cars that they're developing. Um, So recently, they added a kind of a middle uh, a middle line of car called the Sport Series, and that kind of cont- um, contains the McLaren 570, um, and I think the 540 is also in that uh, that lineup. And then you kind of have, you know, the um, I can't remember what the series is called, but they have kind of a harder series, which is like the P1 and the 720S um, and stuff like that. So the 600 LT actually falls into the Sport Series of their lineup, so right along in there with the the 570, which is kind of interesting because it kind of gives them a um, a more attractive price point where a more uh, attainable price point um, for some people, not me, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but uh, the interesting thing with this, they still kind of do some weird stuff with their branding. The last LT that they produced was the 675, which was in the higher echelon, uh, more aggressive car basically in the same lineup as the 720S. And uh, so it, it, it's just kind of weird because you think like, okay, LT, in, if you don't, aren't familiar with McLaren, LT is long tail. So long tail is a very special designation. Um, 
which I wish I knew a little bit more about, but it goes back to the the racing heritage of some of their original um, F1 cars and uh, some of their racing success. So you would think that LT would kind of be reserved for their really, really their, you know, hardest cars and most performing cars. Um, I, I like that they brought it back to the sports series, but it kind of makes it confusing since they already have the 675 LT and now they just have a 600. Um, it, but if you go to cars.mclaren.com slash sports dash series slash 600 LT, or you just search McLaren 600 LT on Google, um, you can see the uh, kind of their release shots of it. And uh, they also have this really interesting video um, called the McLaren, the new McLaren 600 LT, the edge is calling. Um, and and I, I like, I like promo videos. Um, I'm not as harsh of a critique of these as uh, maybe some people are, but <laughs> this one, I, it's kind of interesting since like you guys are listening in a podcast and we're not doing a video. Um, well, here, how, how about I just play this for you and then uh, let me know if you can tell that it's a car promo or not. Driven out to the borderlands. a place beyond normal. Those who dare seek it out must face their fears, stare down their limitations, and harness its untamed power. interesting thing about that they never mention at all the vehicle like the brand like mclaren <laughs> they never mentioned 600 lt nothing about the sports series um although i will say this definitely go to the website and watch it because the video is amazing and you can tell the so much about the capabilities of the car from the video so uh it's it's it looks super fun i really really want one um but yeah definitely go check that out and uh yeah, good good times, but uh, the edge is calling. I guess as far as I know, that could be like the next James Bond movie or like Mission Impossible or something. I'm not I'm not sure uh, what they're what they're doing there, but uh, yeah. So anyway, moving on. Uh, another interesting piece of news that uh, let me see how long ago. I think it's just a couple days ago or today even. So Tesla, it's big news. Tesla 
hit the 5,000 cars a week, 5,000 Model 3s in one week. Um, apparently, they actually missed that by an hour or two or something like that, but, you know, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, interestingly enough, though, they wanted to hit this number about a um, man, I can't remember, about a year ago, almost, um, at this point. And so they also recently, if you, I don't know if you've seen the news or not, but they've recently asked uh, Model 3 uh, people who have ordered, put in the you know $5,000 payment for a Model 3, they've asked them for another $2,500. Uh, so anybody with a Model 3 order now has $7,500 into that order. And they, they claim that they have um, 420,000 orders left to fulfill. Now, granted, they'll probably ramp up production, um, but let's just say they keep it at a constant 6,000 per week, okay? Um, that, that means that your order will get fulfilled uh, in 1.5 years or so. Now, that's 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 interesting because this is not like you know a McLaren 600 LT. This is or a you know an Aston Martin or you know a new Ferrari or Porsche or whatever. So this is like a forty fifty thousand dollar you know three hundred mile range electric car whose interior is pretty Spartan, albeit you know decent quality and stuff but it's not it's not what anybody i don't i have not heard anybody call it luxurious um so yeah and and they're still trying it's kind of interesting they brought people in uh to essentially make the process uh manufacturing process a little bit more streamlined start to do optimization on smaller points and one of the uh one of the things that they apparently found out would save them time is to uh use fewer welds uh, to hold the chassis together, uh, the whole under uh, undercarriage, they went, uh, they reduced the number of welds on the underbody by 300. Um, apparently, you know, it still has 5,000 welds, so, you know, it's not quite 10% reduction in welds, but, uh, yeah, I feel like that's kind of, uh, I, I might want a Model 3 built before that decision was made if I was looking for one. Um, yeah, so... I guess we'll just have to see how well they ramp up. Um, I still, as far as their their books are concerned, um, I I am not as interested in buying a Tesla as maybe the new Porsche Taycan, as we talked about before, due to the potential longevity of the Tesla um, brand and manufacturing uh, until they really kind of become more solid car manufacturer. I would be I would be a little bit worried personally. Um, you know, if it's something you want to buy as like kind of part of history and you just kind of have the money for it, if something breaks, you can get parts, you know, custom made for you. Um, you know, that's, you know, I guess anybody's prerogative really. But yeah, I hope, uh, I, I do hope Tesla succeeds. Um, I think that they have really kind of changed the perspective in the market, but I also think that they're in for difficult times ahead. They, uh, you know, once the other manufacturers start producing uh, their electric vehicles, I think they'll have a Tesla will have a lot of competition, and I think that uh, they will they they they're they're easy day, they don't have easy days ahead of them. Let's put it that way. So yeah. Anyway, let's see. 
I have one other piece of uh, kind of like a little bit of fun here. Uh, I thought maybe I'd go and look and see like what the cheapest Ferrari on Auto Trader would be right now. Uh, a lot of people are doing that, and honestly, too, like you'd be kind of surprised what you can get a Ferrari for these days. Uh, like a good Ferrari, like a fairly modern, you know, let's say 2000 onward uh, Ferrari. And uh, yeah, one of the ones that uh, keeps coming up is the two. This, this Ferrari is not super well known, so you can uh, you could get this car. Uh, you'd have a 12 cylinder Ferrari, and you'd be into it for. 40 around looks like uh, $43,800 and that's a 2001 Ferrari 456 GT now this is an interesting car I actually saw somebody that had one of these and they don't look great in pictures you know it's kind of more of a GT car um, which from my I mean I guess it depends what you're looking for right I would love to have a Ferrari that I could jump into and drive you know um, we live about four hours or, uh, actually no, about three hours from Lake Michigan. And so it'd be fun to have something to drive into that, go to Lake Michigan, have a day at the beach and, uh, you know, drive back and be comfortable, cool, you know, all of those things. And, uh, the, the four, five, six is actually something that can do that. It's kind of, um, kind of like the Ferrari California and yeah, like, I don't know for, Fifty thousand under fifty thousand dollars, you could get into a Ferrari where you could you know use it quite a bit. You don't have to feel super guilty about putting miles on it. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of an interesting interesting thing. If you want for similar money, something that's more sporty, you can also get um, early two thousands um, Ferrari three sixty Modenas for around I don't know probably fifty to fifty five thousand. Um, yeah, and actually the insurance for these cars, uh, I think we had an episode a long time ago where Adam and I kind of dug into the insurance costs and they're really not that bad. Uh, you know, if you, you kind of have to do some finagling, but if you are able to store the car over winter, you know, you only have to insure it for three or four months out of the year and they're around 180 to $220 a month, depending on your record and various other things, you know, your state you live in, et cetera. But, uh, but yeah, you can, you know, drive one for probably, you know, $600 a year on insurance or actually $700, you know, if you have it in storage, the costs drop down pretty dramatically. And then, uh, you know, for a $50,000, you can have a, have a Ferrari. So still super expensive, but really, I mean, if that's what you want, you can, you know, save up and probably be fairly attainable. So So that is about all I have right now. Um, We will be back hopefully next week, um, the full team, the full squad, and we will be hopefully talking about some really cool stuff we'll be doing with the truck. I think um, Mike has this week off, and so he is going to be just cranking on that as much as the heat will let him. Um, Actually, that's another reason that uh, we're kind of not all together. We uh, – so – Mike's driveway has a tree, and if you watch some of the videos on YouTube, you can kind of see this. There's a tree that's probably 60 years old or so, and it's huge. It's probably two feet around, um, a two-foot diameter tree, or maybe three feet, and it leans over his driveway. And he's been parking stuff under it for, you know, ever since he bought the house, and I told him, I'm like, man, it's going to fall sometime. It's going to crush something, you know, car or something. Um, And, well, we had a bunch of rain, and the leaves came out on the tree, and it 
tipped it over about two feet at the base. So that translates to about six feet at the other end. Um, and yeah, so the truck was stuck. The truck was stuck inside the garage and there, you know, he didn't have place to park his, uh, daily driver vehicle. So, um, yeah, we went over there and I was mostly useless. Um, but some friends came out and helped him chop up the tree and, uh, yeah, it, uh, it was kind of a big job, a little bit of a setback on the timeline for the truck, but he's, uh, he's cranking away on it now, but we're kind of all, uh, a little bit overheated as far as the temperature goes. So we've been recovering, uh, the last day and, uh, yeah, so stay tuned and we're going to try and make another video here pretty soon. We just released episode six on YouTube for the Alcan 5000 project. So we'll be hopefully here working on episode seven, I think. Um, I'm going to be working, if we can get the truck out a little bit further away from uh, from the city there, we should have some interesting drone shots. And I'm going to try and run this by Mike, but maybe we can go and take the truck off-roading. I think that'd be fun. So yeah, stay tuned and we'll have a lot more for you. Thanks for tuning in. Please subscribe. Please uh, leave us a review if you're on iTunes or Anchor or anything. Um, and definitely check out our YouTube, our Instagram, and our Facebook. Everything helps out tremendously. So any interaction from you guys is huge. So yeah, thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time.